a small spark can set a fire. Things that we do, we may not think matter because we think it's small, but things that appear small can have a huge impact on who we are, what we do, how we show up, and also what we bring to other people. We are called to be peacemakers, not called to raise hell. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to a live taping of the Confidence Restore podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan. And today, when I was leaving the endodontist, I had an epiphany. And I know that this message is coming from me, but it's also for me. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit is trying to talk to me and whoever needs to hear this message tonight. So when we think about our bodies and we think about the smallest parts of our bodies, you think about a tooth. A tooth is a very small part of your body, but that one tooth can cause so much pain. And so the reason that I think this is important to highlight is because much like our tooth, when you think about how small it is in comparison to our entire bodies, things that we do, we may not think matter because we think it's small, but things that appear small can have a huge impact on who we are, what we do, how we show up, and also what we bring to other people. And so when you think about the Bible, in James 3, it talks about the tongue is a small part of the body that makes great boast, but consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. And so when I was leaving the endodontist today, I said, oh my gosh, what an epiphany and a reminder, because I have been dealing with this issue now for over 15 months. And so I started to do a little bit of research. And when you think about just what someone may go through when they need a root canal. So in my case, I got a root canal uh, 15 months ago, and I am still dealing with the impacts and or effects today. And I finally had the last procedure today to clear all of the infection. But the reason I say that this is so powerful is because of the fact that after I had my daughter in 2018 and then I went through a miscarriage in 2020, I experienced a lot of changes with my teeth. And if you look that up, you'll see that women can sometimes go through changes. And so when I started to look at the impact of something so small, and you think about how small a root is in our tooth in comparison to the rest of our bodies, but if we have an infection in a root canal, Essentially, it can cause swelling that spreads to your face, neck, or head, which is what I encountered. And when I tell you that it was unbearable pain, it was really horrible. And my daughter, I remember her telling me, mom, you don't have to cry about it. And I said, baby, yes, I do. Because I was in that much pain. Um, 
It can cause bone loss around the tip of the root. It can cause drainage problems. So essentially it can drain into your gums. It can, the infection can spread to your brain, which can lead to other issues and or in your bloodstream. So when you think about how small a root is, when you think about needing a root canal, or even if you lose a tooth, the impact that it has on the rest of your mouth and your ability to bite, premature wear and tear on your teeth, potentially also having more tooth loss or teeth shifting or TMJ, which is temporal mandibular joint disorder. And so all of these things can be caused by something so small, much like the Bible reminds us how a small spark can set a fire or things that we say with our tongue and our, our mouth, the impact it can have on other people or even on us. And so if this is your first time tuning in, I just want to say thank you for joining us. If you are coming back, thank you for your continued support. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel on YouTube, definitely do so. If you are listening to the podcast and you haven't subscribed, do so as well so that you can hear and get updates when we go live so you can stay informed about what we are doing and the impact that we are making by sharing testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So with regard to that, I want to get back to the topic at hand. And so I thought to myself, okay, God, I get it. Things that are small can have a huge impact. But then I started to think about the fact that when we talk about things, when we do certain things, the impact again that it can have. And so in my particular case, I started to think about even the mistakes that I've made based on the things that I've said to other people um, in response to maybe something that was said to me. And when I think about that scripture about our tongue, I had to repent because regardless of what we may think is small and or a small statement, I remember listening to Pastor Stephen Furtick and he said, things that you say in the heat of an argument, people live with for a lifetime. And that message is so true and it is so powerful because we think it's small, but what may be small to you could be a huge thing to someone else. And so when we think about what we've been seeing in the news as of late with regard to you know, mass shootings and things of that nature, some people have said, oh, it was because of something someone else said to them, they were being bullied, what have you. Regardless of what reason we may give to act out, lash out, or say whatever we feel, that does not give us a right to inflict that same pain on someone else and or worse. And so when we think about the smallest things, the smallest things can be the things that we say. It can also be the things that we do. And just because it doesn't bother you doesn't mean that it can't have detrimental effects on someone else. And so I share that because I think about a situation recently that was brought to my attention where literally someone's misaligned words. And I say misaligned because I don't know if they intentionally meant to leave out certain details, but the fact that they did could have cost someone their job. And if that person had lost their job, that would not only impact that person, but it could impact that family. And it could lead to a whole lot of other effects that most people don't think of when they make a decision. So something as simple as saying, Hi to someone could change the trajectory of their day. Just the other day, I went to Food Lion 
And I was in the grocery store, just being normal, how I normally am speaking with the cashier. She wasn't the friendliest at first, but I figured something must be going on with her. I decided to still be nice and be who I was. And so even through my mask, she could feel my spirit and my spirit showed her, you know what, in spite of what I might be feeling, in spite of what I might be going through, I have an opportunity to change my day around. And by the time I left out of the grocery store, she literally said to me, I was going to quit my job. And she said, you were going to be my last customer because I've had it. She said, my colleagues have been talking about me. They've been over there laughing and not doing anything. And I'm over here with this long line and I can't get any help. And she was frustrated. So what I initially saw when I walked to her line was that frustration from what she felt. And so here's the thing. Her small action of maybe not engaging with me, not making eye contact initially, those types of things could have resulted in me changing my behavior. And I realized that a lot of times in life, and especially even in my own life, where I have changed my behavior in response to how other people have treated me, things they have said and or things they have done. But then I am responsible for that. I have to answer for that. And so when you think about those instances where we have an opportunity to impact someone else, and even though we might think it is small in the grand scheme of things, it can make a huge difference. That day, she didn't quit because that impact could have not only impacted her, but her family, her future earnings, her wealth. You never know. There's a cascading impact of the decisions that we make. And so similarly, in that other situation I shared, if someone lost their job because of something that someone did not say and or could have said that could cost someone their job, then you think about the impact on the family, the stress, the strain, and maybe that family decides to separate and split because of the financial pressures and then the impact on the kids. And it's something, again, that seems so small, the small spark that created the fire. And again, when you think about what we're seeing now, there's a lot of small sparks, but those small sparks are creating a fire. Let you make your spark a light, a light for goodness. Allow the things that we do to shift the atmosphere, but in a positive way. I will say that I haven't always shifted the atmosphere in a positive way, because if I got the right spark, you might see a different version of me. And that's because I am human as well. But again, that doesn't give me the green light, so to speak, to act however I want to act just because of what someone else does and or says to me. But I think this was a great reminder. And that's why I said this message wasn't just um, for me. I think this message is for other people as well. But I know that this, this message is Holy Spirit led because it is so timely when we think about what's happening in the world. And the fact that a lot of us, we think that what we do doesn't matter. And so I bring that up because earlier this week, I even posted um, before I had the encounter with the young lady at the grocery store, I posted about how we might think what we do doesn't matter. And so I shared some social media stats from my Facebook page. And you will see, um, if you follow me, you will see where it shows that I had over 30,000 views of my content in the last 28 days. However, if you look at some of my posts, 
there's literally no likes. You can't tell if anyone viewed it. Only I can see that behind the scenes. But if you look at the surface, it would look like, why do you keep going live? Why do you keep doing this podcast? Why do you keep trying to spread a message of inspiration? And the reason that I do it is because I know that it can bless someone. It may seem small on the surface, but the impact can be larger than anything that we think or imagine. That day, me being who I am and just being pleasant with a with the cashier who wasn't necessarily pleasant with me at first, that made a difference in her day to the point that she said, come back and see me, which meant one, she planned on being there another day and that she was going to be there when I came back instead of what she initially said was she was about to quit. And I could feel the tension. I didn't know where it was coming from, but all I knew was I hadn't been in her line before and that whatever her issue was had nothing to do with me. And I think sometimes if we take a step back and we think about where the issues really resonate, we'll realize that sometimes people may be projecting onto you things that have absolutely nothing to do with you. And so then we take offense to something that didn't have anything to do with us in the first place. We act on that. And then that small spark creates a fire. But we also, on the contrary, can create a spark of light in a dark world. So when people are going through challenges, if we can spread joy and love and hope in the midst of so much pain, the amount of power that that also has. So the same way that we can spark a fire and spread negativity, we can spread and spark a fire of positivity. And so I want to go back to the scripture that I opened us up with, which is James 3. And it really talks about a lot of things. And I'm actually going to read the full scripture because again, like I said, this message is for me as well. And the very first verse says, not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. And again, that's why I said this message is for me, because like I said earlier, I haven't always been the most pleasant, especially if you cross a line. If you cross a boundary, you might get a different version of me. And so I am working on not allowing the outside world to get in, a.k.a. not letting that water get in my boat. Verse two, we all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. And when you think about that, our tongues, what we say is powerful. So I encourage you today to continue to speak life over yourself, over your family, over your friends, and even the people you encounter, because what we say carries weight and has power, as all, as all of the examples that were previously shared. In verse 7, it picks up to say, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. 
With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Mm, that part. The same tongue that we praise God, we curse men. And I will not sit here and pretend that I have not gone off on people. Um, and we don't think about the fact that that in and of itself is also putting something out in the atmosphere. Whether we feel justified in the moment or not, it is not helpful. It is harmful. And I've had to repent plenty of times, even just this week, um, just because of things that I may have said, sometimes knowingly and unknowingly, that can send a word out in the atmosphere. And again, our words carry power. And so the enemy's listening for that. He's listening and waiting for an open door to be able to, to take what we say and have his way with us. So literally in verse nine, where it says, we praise the Lord, our father, and we also curse men from the same tongue. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? And so when I told you all this message was not just um, from me, it's for me, the Holy Spirit is like, okay, I need you to get your mouth in check. I need you to get your house in order. And I'm grateful for correction because the word also reminds us that God corrects those whom he loves. And if many of us would start to bridle our tongues, imagine the type of world we could live in if we are spreading hope and positivity and joy in spite of what other people do and how they treat us. Verse 12, my brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So this message I didn't realize that this was the direction I was going to go in. I had an idea, but that was not what I thought the focus was going to be. But I'm also glad that it was the focus because we are called to be peacemakers, not called to raise hell. And the enemy is so happy because so many of us are raising hell by the words that we speak, by the things that we let come out of our mouth in the heat of the moment, in anger. And like I said, I've had to repent plenty of times for the same thing, but I thank God that he is allowing me to even see, regardless of what other people do, regardless of what other people say, regardless of how other people treat you, you have to be true to yourself. And ironically, um, earlier today, I got another message. And when I woke up, I was feeling a little out of sorts and I wasn't feeling like myself. And I was like, okay, God, what is this? Like, I really need you to guide me to order my steps and help me understand like what's going on. Like, why am I feeling like this? And I realized, and I've talked about this before, but when we are in sin, if we make a mistake, if we do something that we are not proud of, that we know God would not be proud of us for, we tend to walk around in condemnation. I know for me, where some of my shame comes from is the fact that I feel like I haven't been obedient in my calling. 
and I'm taking my time. I'm procrastinating, which also um, in the word, it's a spirit of laziness. That can also be a sin because God gave me work to do. And the work that I'm doing, I have to trust and believe that God will allow that work to be an inspiration to someone and help set them free. Because if I'm not obedient to what God has called me to, to do and or be, then either he's going to raise someone else up to do it or the people that I was meant to reach, I will not reach. And guess what? That's going to be on me. I'm going to have to answer for that. So even though I may not feel that I'm always qualified to do certain things, God calls the unqualified. When God told Moses to go and free the people, he didn't think that he should be the one to do it because he had a stuttering problem. But God told him what to do in order to move forward. But some of us are afraid to move forward, so we run. And ironically, I was listening to a message um, by Prophetess Tiffany Montgomery, and she was talking about the book of Jonah, the actual book in the Bible. And I need to go back and read it. But I know, I'm like, I have been running. I have been running from different things that I feel like God has laid on my heart to do because I'm afraid. And then when I think about why I've been afraid, oftentimes it's because I'm like, oh, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes, as in James 3. No one, of, None of us are perfect. But I think we have to remember that when God gives us a gift, when he gives us a call, that it is our responsibility to be obedient and walk in that because that's how Saul lost his place in the kingdom. He was so worried about what other people said and what other people thought that he lost his place as king. And it literally says that he lost it because he cared more about what the people thought than what God called him to do and what God told him to do. And sometimes I think that that has been my issue is that I have been so focused on people and what they think, because honestly, God gave me this vision 10 years ago. 10 years ago, he gave me the vision for CC America. And there were some things that I was supposed to do that I sat on for a decade. And as I was listening to a message today, I heard someone say they got a message 10 years ago. The difference between them and me is that they started. Now, I'm gonna, I've been asking God to redeem the time to restore the time that I've lost. I have been doing some things, but I've been doing what's been easy. And so when you think about the small things that we do, the small things that we do matter. Just like the smallest things can cause pain, the smallest things can also bring joy and hope and healing. But it really just depends on what we want to do with our life, what we want to bring to this world. And we all have an opportunity to make a difference. We all have an opportunity to turn the ship around. Like you said, a small rudder can turn a whole boat. Even in, thank you, Lord. Even in the water, when you think about water and how strong and powerful the force of water is and how much water is surrounding a boat, the rudder, something so small, can turn the whole ship around in the midst of being submerged. So right now, whoever needed this, you feel like you are submerged. You feel like you have water all around you and yet that you feel like you are on the cusp of drowning. And God said, you have within you something that you think is small, but it will turn your ship around. We have hope. We have faith. 
the faith of a mustard seed. God said, all we need is the faith of a mustard seed. A mustard seed is extremely small, but a mustard seed of faith can make all the difference in whether or not you turn your life around today. Whether or not you achieve what God has called you to do, whether or not you do what he's called you to do. And earlier when I recorded that message, I said, others may not understand. Do you? AKA, do you understand as a question? But also, do you? Meaning, you have to do you. You have to be who you are. They may not get it, but you still have an opportunity to do you. You can understand other people's perspectives, but not let it stop your destiny, not let it stop your call. And oftentimes we are the person holding us back. Other people can speak into our lives, but we don't have to receive it. Once we receive it, that's when we stop. But what's stopping us today? Literally, no matter what is going on around us, no matter what we might feel like our lives is like that we're submerged in and or under, The small mustard seed of faith can turn it all around. And I was feeling discouraged today. I really was. And I was like, what is the point? This is the point. Thank you, Lord. This is the point. He's like, yeah, you may not understand what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. You may not see it. I see it. You may not feel like going on, but I know that on the other side of that trouble, on the other side of that pain, on the other side of that anger, on the other side of that frustration, there is peace, there is joy, there is hope, there is more. There is more for you, there is more for me. And we are all part of God's family, but we have to choose to be a part of his family. We have to choose to do the right thing. We have to choose who we will serve, who will be our masters. We have to choose to speak things that are pure, that are holy, that are good, that are of good report, and to think on those things so that we can have joy, so that we can have peace. So the next time you think that a decision that you make doesn't matter or that it's small in the grand scheme of things, consider the fact that the smallest things can cause so much pain, but those small things can also make a huge difference in the trajectory of your life and the lives of others. Those small things, like that small faith, faith of a mustard seed, can make a huge difference, can make a huge difference. So whoever needed this today, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please definitely leave a comment, share this with someone else, because you never know who can be blessed by the testimonies that are shared on this show. But I appreciate you all tuning in week after week. And trust me, this is hard work. It's not for me about anything other than my mission. Oftentimes you see a lot of people uh, in this day and age, we tend to focus on the outcomes. So is it money over mission or is it mission over money? For me, it's my mission over money. I am so focused and content on doing this work because I know that it matters. And I know that whoever is meant to hear this will hear this. Whoever is meant to be blessed by these messages will be blessed by these messages. Whoever is meant to be touched so that they can change the trajectory of their life so they can reach the people that God sent them here to reach, that they will be able to do so. And like Jonah, I don't want God to have to swallow me up in the belly of a whale for me to get it. I don't want to be like Saul where because I listen to people, God rejected me as, rejects me as king. 
And I use the, the term king because that's what it said in Samuel when it talks about Saul losing his place. But AKA king, us being the ruler of our lives, but really allowing God to rule in our spirit and help guide us on this journey. So I am actually going to close us out in prayer today. Dear God, we come to you now just thanking you for who you are, thanking you for your marvelous works, thanking you for waking us up today. We pray that you would forgive us for any sins that we've committed. We pray that you would open our eyes and allow us to see the error of our ways, Lord God. Help us to heal any areas of darkness, Lord God, that we may still have in our lives that would give the enemy a foothold to come into our lives and wreak havoc. We come against the enemy right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against the arrows that fly by day. We, co we come against the pestilence that stalks at noonday. We come against all of the things that would try to tear us down, whether mentally, spiritually, or physically, Lord God. We ask that you would cover your people, that you would lift them up, that you would give them strength to face another day, give them strength to keep going in spite of what it looks like. We pray that you would help us to be able to see the small things that we do, the power that it has and the impact that it can also have on our lives and on future generations. Allow us to be able to see clearly, Lord God. We pray that you would remove any scales of pride from our eyes, that you would allow us to see and or feel your glory and your power and your truth and allow us to walk in who you called us to be. Allow us first to see ourselves how you see us, having confidence in who you called us to be, but then to be able to walk out this thing called life full of purpose, full of joy, full of peace, in spite of what it looks like. God, we give you praise, glory, and honor. I pray that you would cover your people, your children, Lord God, help us to see and help us to help heal the other people, Lord God, that need you now in this hour more than ever. Help us to remember that the small things that we do and or say have power and that we have the power to change things from a negative to a positive. And even though there is so much pain on this earth right now, Lord God, we come to you thanking you for your protection, for your grace and your mercy. And we pray that you would allow it to continue to cover us, our family, our friends, and even those that we encounter every day. God, we give you praise, Lord, and honor. We thank you for this time. We thank you for another day. We thank you for your mercies. And we pray that you would continue to show us your grace and mercy as we walk out this thing called life and that you would help us, that you would heal us, and that you would make us whole. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. And on that note, keep on keeping on and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.